0: Well, today we're going to continue our summer series called Strong and Courageous, Entering the New Normal. We've been studying the book of Joshua together. I would have loved it if we'd been able to go through each and every chapter in this book. But over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to continue just to pick out some of the key verses, key chapters in this book to encourage us as we enter into this new season, this post-pandemic world. And so today we're going to come to the third message in this series and the title of this message is Take the Plunge. We're going to be basing ourselves in Joshua chapter 3 verse 9 to 13. This is what it says. So Joshua told the Israelites, come and listen to what the Lord your God says. Today you will know that the living God is among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites and Jebusites ahead of you. Look, The Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. Now choose twelve men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. The priests will carry the Ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. A few weeks ago, I went on holidays down to my auntie's caravan with my brothers and my cousin. It was a fantastic time. I was looking forward to this break for quite some time. I haven't been able to go and I'm sure you haven't been able to go because of COVID. And I was looking forward to going down to the caravan in West Wales. And my cousin had planned an exciting time for us. We were gonna have an Indian on the Friday night when we arrived and just have a walk around in Tenby, and just have a chill in the van. And then he had planned for us on the Saturday to take out his jet ski. Now, I've never been on his jet ski before, my brothers have, I never have, but I was looking forward to this. Well, Saturday morning came and unfortunately, we woke up to the sound of rain battering against the caravan. The weather was supposed to be lovely, it was supposed to be clear and warm and sunny, but unfortunately, rain had come. My cousin had planned for us to take the jet ski out early in the morning, but we weren't able to because of the weather. Not only was it raining, it was absolutely freezing cold, it was windy, we just weren't able to go out at that time. And I was disappointed, I was gutted about this because I was looking forward to going on the jet ski. Well, 12 o'clock came and my cousin said, you know what, forget it, let's go down to the beach, let's take the jet ski out, whether it's still a bit bumpy, whether it's still a bit cold, we'll go for it anyway. So my cousin and my brothers, they put on my cousin's wetsuits, he had a few wetsuits, but unfortunately, there wasn't one for me, so I just had my bathers and I had a swimming top on and that was it. And we walked down to the water and it was absolutely freezing outside. It was more like a winter's day, it was perishing. We, I was there with a raincoat on and my brothers were there in their wetsuit so they were fine, they were nice and warm but I was there just in a raincoat, my bathing shorts, just flip-flops and I was absolutely freezing standing on Lidstep Beach. It was really, really cold. And my brothers, they were jumping in into the water. My cousin Will, he jumped into the water as well. But I was there on the beach shore, ready to jump in, but I was afraid to. I knew that it was going to be absolutely freezing. In the back of my mind, I was ready to turn around and go back. The water was choppy. It was freezing. I was ready to go back to the caravan, snuggle up, have a cup of tea and watch a film. I would have much rather have done that. But the boys were already in the water. And I had that choice in that moment. I'm sure you faced that as well, especially when you go to a seaside here in Wales, whether you take the plunge and go into the freezing cold waters or whether you forget it or not or abandon it. I knew the waters were going to be freezing. I was dreading it. But you know what? I thought, you know, I'll just test the water out. I thought I'll put my foot in, see how it is, and then I'll take it from there. Well, lo and behold, I put my foot in and it was absolutely freezing cold. The water was absolutely perishing. And I got back out of the water, I woke back up onto the beach and I was just standing there and I thought, yeah, I don't really fancy this. But then somewhere in the back of my mind, I just heard a little voice maybe encouraging me to say, go on, go for it. You're gonna miss out. You know, I've been looking forward to going on this jet ski. The weather was due to clear up and I could miss out on a great day just because I was afraid to step into the water because I was afraid to take the plunge. And I thought to myself, do you know what? Forget it, I need to man up and just go for it. So I took off my raincoat, I put it on the beach, put the towel down on the beach and I just ran straight into the water. It was absolutely freezing and it took about half an hour to warm up, but I'm so glad that I did it because we ended up having a fantastic day. It was great on the jet ski, I was a little bit afraid, but it was a great day. We went to a secret beach down in West Wales, which was amazing, never seen anything like it. We had so much fun in the water. And I'm so glad that I decided to take that plunge. But you know, as I was thinking about that and even as I was reading this chapter here in Joshua this week and and preparing this message, you know, I thought about that in our lives, isn't it? So often within our lives, we can be afraid to take the plunge. Maybe in your life, you've been afraid or nervous to take a leap of faith. Maybe when it comes to taking that dream job that you've always wanted, you're afraid to leave your current job or to start up a business. Maybe it's taking that plunge to ask that person out who you really, really like, who you've been messaging for a long, long time. But how many times within our lives are we afraid to take that plunge? Maybe you're afraid to move forward because you're afraid of letting go of the past and what that means. Maybe you're afraid to step into the future. Or maybe if you're watching this today and you're a Christian, I wonder how many times have you missed out on seeing God doing something great and incredible in your life because you aren't willing to take that plunge, take that step of faith. Maybe you're facing a situation right now and it seems impossible, but you just don't wanna take that plunge of faith and put in your trust in God to sort out that situation. You know, the truth is we can all be like that in our lives on different times, just like I was on that beach show there in West Wales. We can be like that, afraid, to take that plunge because of fear, because of what that might entail, what might entail if we actually took that leap of faith. You know, as we come to Joshua chapter three today, we we see the people, they're also facing a, a dilemma like this about whether or not to take the plunge, whether they should take a step of faith or remain comfortable where they are. Now, the nation of Israel, they'd experienced great deliverance under their previous leader, Moses, and God had done incredible things for the people of Israel. You'll remember that story where God parted the Red Sea and the people of God traveled safely through to the other side and their enemies were completely destroyed. You know, this was something that the people looked back on with great fondness. And now was going to come a moment very similar to that. God was going to perform a very similar miracle through Joshua and the people of this generation. A whole generation had gone by and God was gonna perform a very similar situation. Now for a moment, I wanna encourage you to put yourself in Joshua's shoes. You're the new leader of the nation, of the people of God. God has called you because the previous leader has died and you have the responsibility of leading these people into a new land, into a new territory, this promised land which God had given his people. You're trusting God, but no doubt in the back of your mind, you have some insecurities, you have some doubts, you have some fears. You've already told the nation that God is going to lead them to conquer a new land, to to have this amazing land, which is flowing with milk and honey. But now you've got to tell the people that the only way you're going to get to that land is by crossing the Jordan River. We've got to travel across this river and then we'll end up into this other land. Now, it sounds easy enough, doesn't it? It sounds very straightforward. Just walk across a river with a million people and that should be fine. But was it really that easy? Now, we see here in Joshua chapter 3 that the people are on the river bank. They're on the bank of the River Jordan. And they are faced in front of them with the Jordan River. And on the other side is the Promised Land. The Bible tells us that they've been camped on this riverbank for three days. They've been waiting to go across this river, but they were waiting for the instructions of Joshua, their leader. And Joshua was waiting to hear from God about how they were going to cross this river Jordan. Listen to what it says in verse 11 to 13. God comes and he speaks to Joshua. And he says, look, the Ark of the Covenant, which belongs to the Lord of the whole earth, will lead you across the Jordan River. Now, choose 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one from each tribe. The priests will carry the ark of the Lord, the Lord of the whole earth. As soon as their feet touch the water, the flow of water will be cut off upstream and the river will stand up like a wall. Now, here we see God speaks to Joshua about how they're going to cross the Jordan River. Now, the Bible doesn't mention here that the people doubted Joshua's leadership. But I'm sure there were some conversations going on within the camps. I'm sure people were questioning, is God really speaking to Joshua? Has Joshua really got this right? Are we really supposed to to cross over into this promised land? There are enemies there after all. Are we really supposed to step into this season? You know, after all, it takes great faith, doesn't it? To believe that one man is hearing from God for your future. It takes great faith for that. Surely the people must have murmured and I'm sure they must have said, you know, is Joshua got this right? Is this logical? Is this correct? You know, after all, Joshua was the new leader. Was he as close with God as as Moses was? Is Joshua hearing God correctly? And we can be like that as well, can't we? Especially when it comes to our faith and when God tells us to do something, we can be like, is God really telling us to do this? Should we really step out? Should we really obey God? Is this correct? It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem natural. It doesn't seem wise. It doesn't seem normal in our own eyes. Sometimes we question God's plan for our lives and the way that God does things within our lives. And I'm sure that you've questioned God even in this season of coronavirus. What's happening? Why is this happening? Should we do it this way? You know, despite their doubts and their uncertainties, Joshua, he obeyed God's commandment and the people of God, they also obeyed God's commandment as well. And so now comes this crucial part of their journey. They're about to cross over the River Jordan and enter into the promised land. They've been on the riverbanks for three days and they were going to enter into the promised land. And to begin with, Joshua gives some encouraging words to the people. Joshua 3 verse 10, listen to what he says. Today you will know that the living God is among you. He will surely drive out the Canaanites, Hittites, Hivites, Perizzites, Girgashites, Amorites, Jebusites ahead of you. Joshua was encouraging the people before they crossed the Jordan River. But now he had the difficult task of leading them across this river. Now, in our mind, in my mind, it doesn't sound that difficult. You know, you'll see on this picture here that the Jordan River, this is a picture of the Jordan River today. It looks quite calm. It looks quite easy. It doesn't seem like this that far to cross. This shouldn't be that difficult for the people. However, the Bible tells us here in Joshua 3, And also Bible commentators tell us that the time of year the people of God were crossing this river, the time of year that Joshua was leading these people across the Jordan was the harvest season. And the harvest season was actually the rainy season in Israel. And Bible commentators say that the River Jordan at this time would have been flooded. There would have been snow that would have been melting from Mount Hermon that would have flowed right into the Sea of Galilee through the Jordan River. And as a result of that and all the rain, this river would have been absolutely overflowing. The riverbanks would be bursting. And commentators say that the river would have been filled with debris. It would have been rushing. It would have been dangerous. And it wasn't that short distance which we've just seen. It would have been more like this picture here. Bible commentators say that at this time, when the people of God were going to cross this river, the river would have been about a mile wide. Now, you can imagine Joshua and this and the people here as they stood on the bank of the river. I'm sure they weren't looking forward to this. This wasn't a possible task in the natural. This was humanly impossible. How were they going to get over a million people, women, children, elderly, young people, how were they going to get all of these across with all their belongings across the Jordan River in this flood season? In the natural, humanly speaking, this was impossible. There was no way for them to go around. They had to go across the River Jordan at this time. But in the natural, it was impossible. And it, this moment, it's an exact replica, or very similar, it's a replica of when the people of God were faced with the Red Sea, even a few generations before, a few years before. So what were they going to do in this moment? They could have stayed there on the riverbank, comfortable. They could have stayed there, lived there, set up home there they could have actually turned around maybe in this and said you know what forget it let's go back to egypt our lives were better in egypt let's just carry on go back to the wilderness you know Joshua knew here in this moment that there was no turning back this was the moment where they had to go forward and so Joshua the only thing he could do in this moment he couldn't plan anything he couldn't create things to go across but Joshua decides to obey god's word he decides to trust in the word of god and so he sends the priests first, which sounds strange, doesn't it? But he sends the priests first and the priests were to carry the Ark of the Covenant across the River Jordan. Now you must understand, we must understand, this wasn't just some religious tradition, an empty tradition, why the priests had to go first because they were spiritual people. It wasn't a religious thing why they did this. They did this because they were obeying the voice of God. you know, the Ark, it represents the presence of God. And Joshua was saying here, when God told Joshua to send the priest first with the ark first, God was saying, I'm gonna lead the way first. My presence is gonna go before you and lead the way. God's presence was gonna lead them and lead the people before them. Otherwise, the people wouldn't have had any chance to cross this Jordan River. That's why God says to Joshua, send the priest first with the ark. My presence is gonna go before you. And Joshua says to the priests, okay, it's time to go. So it says in Joshua 3 verse 8, it says, Give this command to the priests who carry the Ark of the Covenant. When you reach the banks of the River Jordan, take a few steps into the river and stop there. So the priests, they obey the commands of God, the instruction of God. They obey the word of God and the word of Joshua. And they take the plunge from the banks of the Jordan River into this dangerous rushing river. At this flooded season, and they step into the river Jordan one step at a time, and they step in with the Ark of the Covenant. And it says there, God says to the uh, to the priests that when they get into the river Jordan, not only do they to take the plunge and get in there, but they have to stop and to be still in the midst of that rushing River, where their lives could be killed, where they could be killed, where their lives could be taken from them. Now we see here the priests they do that. They had taken their steps of faith. There was nothing left for them to do. They had obeyed God. They stepped into the river. And can you imagine standing in the middle of that river, completely still with this ark, this chest on your shoulders, and just waiting? That's all they did. They just stood there completely still. They knew in this moment that whatever happens next, it wasn't up to them. They had obeyed God, and their life was now in God's hand. In this moment, They had to be still and know that he is God. You know, so often within our lives, we can be frantically planning and trying to do things and on the go to try and make things happen within our own lives. But sometimes God says, stop, be still, and know that I'm God. I believe that's a word for somebody who's watching online today. Maybe you're afraid about your future. Maybe you're planning about what's going on in your life and you're worried about what's ahead of you. I believe God wants to say to you today, stop, be still, and know that he is God. It's their life in this moment, but it is God's moment. God's going to do something incredible. They had to obey God in the natural. But now we see that God was going to respond to their faith. God was going to respond to their obedience with the supernatural. As they entered that raging river in faith and they stood still, God performs a miracle. Joshua 3, verse 15 to 17. It was the harvest season and the Jordan was overflowing its bank. But as soon as the feet of the priests who were carrying the ark touched the water at the river's edge, the water above that point began backing up a great distance away at a town called Adam, which is near Zarethan. And the water below that point flowed on to the Dead Sea until the riverbed was dry. Then all the people crossed over near the town of Jericho. Meanwhile, the priests who were carrying the ark of the Lord's covenant stood on dry ground in the middle of the riverbed as the people passed by. They waited there until the whole nation of Israel had crossed the Jordan on dry ground. God came through and performed a miracle for his people. Now you might say today, what's this got to do with you and me today? Well, this series is all about preparing us to enter this new normal, this post-pandemic world. We are entering into a new season and into a new normal. And God, I believe, wants to remind us that not only was he a God who performed miracles in the past, but he is still the same God today. And he wants to perform a miracle on behalf of you and me. He wants to perform miracles in our lives today. He wants to get us ready for all that's gonna come in this new season. He wants to equip us. You know, you and I, we can't manufacture miracles within our lives. We can't change circumstances or situations that come our ways, tragedies that come our ways. But the Bible encourages us and teaches us here that we can make ourselves ready. We can prepare ourselves. We can position ourselves for God to perform a miracle within our lives. All we need to have is faith in God and obedience in God. And you might say today, Luke, I haven't got faith. I don't have faith. I'm so glad Ephesians 2 tells us that faith comes by God. It's a gift from God. And the Bible says, all we need is faith as small as a mustard seed to move mountains. Maybe you're facing an impossible situation. Maybe you're afraid about stepping into the new normal. The Bible says, just have faith in God as small as a mustard seed. Not faith in yourself, your strength, your abilities, but faith in God. And watch what God will do. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And if you are lacking in faith, then get into God's word every day. But you know, I want to encourage you in this season, to step out in faith, you know I want to encourage you what riverbank have you got to get off in this season? what is God telling you to take a step of faith in? maybe you're watching this today and maybe God is encouraging you to take a step of faith. maybe you've been watching church online for a few weeks but God wants to encourage you today to surrender your life to Him, to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, to know that He died on the cross and made a way possible for you to know Him. There's only one way to heaven, and it's by believing in Jesus and not anything you could do. So I wonder today, will you take that step of faith and place your faith in Jesus, surrender your life to Jesus, give your life to Jesus, and know that He'll give you the gift of eternal life. Maybe it's the step of faith of coming along to church Maybe it's the step of faith of sharing your faith with a family member or friend. Maybe it's a step of faith in reading your Bible every day, praying every day. Maybe you've got to take the step of faith of being baptized. Maybe God's speaking to you about that in this season. Or becoming a partner or member of our church. Maybe God is encouraging you to do that. Maybe God is encouraging you to take a step of faith and start serving in a ministry to build up the church of Jesus Christ, to be a part of all that God is doing. We want to encourage you to do that. Or maybe God is calling you to take a step into ministry. Maybe God's leading you that way. Or maybe it's another step. Maybe it's a step to trust God with your health, with your finances, with that impossible situation, with your fears, with your anxieties, with your future. Will you put your trust in God? Will you take a plunge today and step out in faith? Will you take that plunge and put your faith and trust in God? You know, when we step out in faith, God steps in in miracles. God steps in and performs miracles. And I believe God wants to perform a miracle within your life. God responds to faith in miraculous ways. Hebrews 11 verse 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek Him, God rewards us when we live by faith. The Bible says that we're called to live by faith. The just shall live by faith. We're called to walk by faith and not by sight. And I believe today that God wants to encourage us to take that step of faith and he rewards your obedience. He reward that act of faith as you step out and trust in Him. And I wonder, what could happen if you took that plunge today, if you obeyed the voice of God you stepped out in faith of God in faith in God and God's word I'm not saying act foolishly and do something ridiculous or crazy I'm saying today stepping out on that voice of God on the voice of God and the word of God today what could happen if that if you did take that step today maybe you could have that fresh start and that gift of eternal life your eternal destiny changed forever maybe it could be knowing Jesus in a greater way maybe you're seeing a family member or friend come to know Jesus Maybe it's seeing your whole life completely changed, living not in fear, but living in faith and expectancy and excitement every single day. Maybe it's being used by God in a great way to build up his church. Maybe it's for us as a church, seeing God's promise come to pass and see the incredible thing that God wants to do happen. Seeing God do incredible things, seeing our church grow beyond anything we could have ever imagined. Maybe it's seeing our community changed, our nation changed, even as we step out in a small act of faith. And so as we come to a conclusion today, this question comes to us. This challenge comes to you and me today as we enter the new normal. Are we going to remain on that riverbed any longer? Or are we going to take that step of faith? I want to encourage you to take the plunge today. Amen.